Hey everyone, welcome to the Trady Success Podcast. I'm your host, Greg Allen, and I'm here with Dave Faulkner from Nixon Electrics. Really excited to have you on the show, Dave. G'day, Greg. Good to be here, man. Super pumped. Super pumped to uh, share a bit of my story with everyone. Yeah, I can't wait, man. And uh, Dave is actually one of our peak former coaches. He's one of the people that have come through our mentorship program and is now helping hundreds of peak performers, you know, move forward in their businesses really level up especially on the you know the business management front so i'm really excited to dive into this podcast find out a little bit about you dave and just share your story with the world so let's dive in and just tell the team that are listening in right now all about you all right so i am a uh fresh 30 year old last week um (laughs) thanks man um so yeah been uh running nixon electric since 2016 been a sparky since 2009 um i was lucky enough i purchased uh the business off my old uh boss if that's the word back in uh, 2016 been working at nixon electrics obviously since i started my apprenticeship which has been a been a good thing. I've, I've learned a lot um, along the way, which helped transition period through 2016 um, really, really well. The initial startup period, obviously, business was a grind for the first sort of three, four years, I guess. Um, yeah. As everyone knows, when you beat a tradie, beat a spark is the easy part, but uh, running a business is uh, takes, a, takes a lot of effort, a lot of skill, a lot of knowledge that you don't really have when you're a I think I was 23 at the time. I was, yeah, didn't really have the right mind focus at the time. You know, it's getting stuck in the beers and weekends and parties, but still, still managed to got through, still done okay. Just plotted along really and was just, um, yeah, just, just plotting along is a good way to put it, to be honest. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was similar, actually. I was 22 when I started response and yeah, same thing. Just super young, still going out. Like, yeah, didn't, I could have, grown so much more if I didn't waste myself on the weekends, you know, like and there was like, no consistency, yeah. there was no momentum. Um, yeah, it's a lot to learn there for the young crew that are listening in. Yeah, definitely. Uh, I, yeah, find my time again and I know what I know now. It, it All the money I wasted, all the brain cells probably wasted, you know, mm. stayed up late, Saturday night, you know, not in the right frame of mind sort of till probably Tuesday, Wednesday, and then you get Thursday, yeah. Friday, and you're back at the pub again, you know, like it's a, yeah. it's a rough road, you know, and um, if I know what I know now, uh, I would have taken a whole different route, but that's part of learning, I suppose, and learned a lot from it, uh, growing a lot from it. So yeah, happy to, happy to share my story along the way about where I got out of it and how much better I've been for it, I suppose. Yeah, no, I'd love to dive into that because I had a similar story and I just know that that, that vicious cycle, that weekly cycle that you're on, it's just hard to break free from that when you're on it. It's like a habit and you've got this thing happening in your mind. It's like, all right, time to go. So the weekend again, you know, and, and that it's really hard to break free from that, but it's not until you go past that and actually start to like limit yourself and stop like participating in that routine that you actually get true growth, you know? So I'd love for you to speak on that. Yeah, hundred percent. So really probably, I reckon it's probably two years ago now, I really started to, to uh, pull the finger out, I guess, if that's the right terminology, but yeah, I'd started to put a lot more effort in my business and I started to have a bit of belief in myself that I started to set some goals and expectations and um, started to sort of think back and be realistic about where I want to be and where I want to go. And 
living the life that I was, wasn't really doing it for me. And I soon realized after I um, did take me long, you know, like when I started to get that refreshed mind and uh, feeling, feeling more healthy more than anything. And then when you start getting that great thought process and, um, what's the right word? I'm trying to think of a right way to put it. But when your thought process is flowing, it's sort of an addictive way to be. Like, I don't want to go back and feel, feel shitty again. You know, I don't want to yeah. go destroy myself on a weekend. You know, when you start to get on a roll and things start to happen, you know, you, you're amazed, like you said before, you know, like when you when you start to get on a roll and things start to happen, you're like, oh, this is a way better way of living my life. And when you start yeah. to see growth in your business, you're like, well, let's just keep going. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, it's a momentum thing, isn't it? It's the incremental, one, you know, the small incremental gains over time. But if you're wasting your weekends by going out, getting pissed, getting on it, whatever you do, uh, you're just, you're pretty much taking two or three steps back and you just get stuck in this cycle where you can't break free of. And incremental gains, if you really want these in your business, where you get tremendous growth, like you've had incredible growth over the last two years, that happens when you actually break free of that, that cycle yeah 100 um we've yeah forex our revenue i think yeah we we've sort of gone from a um yeah a team of a team of three to three and one apprentice to a team of 14 coming up in october within probably i think i started the academy so i sort of started knuckle down a little bit pre-academy and then hit the academy in january february 2021 yeah. and pretty much I yeah the whole whole of my growth has sort of been on the back of the academy's knowledge and obviously um teaching programs and, and whatever whatever else but also on the back of a lot of a lot of my own dedicated hard work as well like it doesn't just come to you as well like you got to put in a lot of effort yourself and nothing happens on your own and a lot of the stuff that we learn is tailored to how your business runs you got to work at how it's going to work for you and um yeah it's been a been a pretty 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 quick growth if that's the word but it's been sustainable and healthy at the same time which you guys have helped me uh, manage that, which has been great. Yeah. What sort yeah. of returns? Where, where are you going to get 400% return, you know, over two years in the share market, property market, mate? Nah, not, not even the property market <laughs> anymore. You're not going to get that sort of returns. But when you have the asset, you can control it. You can control yourself. You can optimize your energy, your output, your mindset, and you actually have full control of the asset. That's how you get 400%. You know, I see so many people starting a business and starting to put it into Bitcoin and trying to put it into shares and trying to put it into property, but it's like reinvest it in yourself, like believe in yourself, reinvest and, and grow. And that's exactly what you've done, man. So congratulations. It's great. Thanks, man. Thank you. So what would you say some of the biggest things apart from, and like just coming back to what you said, actually, before we jump there is you said, I started getting straight before I came into the Academy. It's almost like when you stop that cycle, your awareness that I could be better starts to, starts to kick in, doesn't it? It's like 100%. the self-improvement thing starts to kick in. Yeah, definitely. So like, yeah, it's sort of, like I said, when you start to get on that roll, when you start, you get to a point, I got to a point where I was like, oh, I am just sick of feeling shit. And mm. like, I had a couple of weekends of not drinking, not drinking, not doing anything, you know, just relaxing at home and um, yeah, doing my house up, whatever I was doing. And um, you wake up on a Monday and you're ready to hit the week hard. You know, your Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday sets up, sets up your week. And mm -hmm. um, yeah, just like I said before, those, uh, those feelings have been fresh and, um, and yeah, just have that imaginative mindset and creative mindset. You know, when, when I, when I started to get that back, you know, that's when I didn't want to, didn't want to turn back and um, yeah, the rest was history really. So yeah, man. So cool. And seeing awesome. you head all over uh, Facebook and had to yeah. sign up. <laughs> <laughs> 
So what would you say um, were some of the biggest things you picked up initially coming into the academy? And they might have been aha moments. They might have been like, whoa, shit, I didn't realize I could do that. Um, you know, obviously taking over a business as well, you would have been, there would have been a little bit of baggage there. What was that like? And how did the academy support you in actually getting the systems right? Yeah, like taking over a business, like obviously it, we had our client base, which was good. Like we, we, we sat at a sort of that level for a good three years, you know, but we, we sort of, it was good having that, that pre-existing consumer base, but incubator was a massive eye opener. Just even the 12 weeks with Kirk, his, the content in that first 12 weeks, even the biggest game changer for me was the shopping with pricing system and chart learning a charge out rate. I'm like, yeah. I had, you know, I was charging 80 bucks an hour, yeah. you know, I had, more, I, I was losing money on my hourly rate for like three years and I didn't even know. <laughs> yeah. It sounds like a lot of money when you don't know what you're doing. It's like yeah, 80 bucks an hour. It's like double what my mates are making. Like, yeah. No one teaches you how to calculate your hourly rate. They're just like, yeah. oh, 80 bucks an hour. That sounds like, oh, I'm on the tools getting paid 40. 80 sounds yeah. about right. I don't know. Mm. Like, and then you soon do your calculations and you, you're paying yourself to be, well, it's costing you. For yourself to be at work. <laughs> yeah, you, you're paying the customer to come do a job yeah, for them. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I'll come do your job and I'll pay you for it. There you go. <laughs> um, but yeah, pretty much shopping this pricing and the cost of operations, working at our mm. the hourly rate, really. And then yeah. obviously, as I got more and more into it, I just started to get sort of a bit obsessed with I'm a big numbers man, big reporting man. I like to know. Um, everything i know like the ins and outs of everything we're doing in our operations i like to fine-tune every little thing in our you know operation as, as time went on you know and i started to obviously push through the white was white bolt back then our white bolt calls and um yeah it's all the content through there you know from lead gen to how to approach new clients to um how to manage staff how to our staff um, there's so many different things I could go on all day, really. But um, yeah. to cut it short, definitely the game changer that turned my business around was the pricing structure and understanding or starting to understand my charge out rates, basically. So, um, yeah, that was just worth the weight in gold. You know, I wouldn't be where I am without that initial 12 weeks changed everything so quickly. So, yeah, that's that's they go hand in hand. Right. So understanding the cost of operations and how how to charge is effectively your profit like you, you compare the two so when you work out your cost of operations and you differentiate that with your charge out rate and what you're actually charging the the difference is the profit so that's we have to understand those and you've taken that to a whole new level with the amount of uh obsession that you've taken into understanding this and using simpro to actually pull the data and visualize it and all that sort of stuff um, that's been really exciting to see you like really take it to another level, which is great as well. Yeah, super excited to, yeah, once I get my, going through a bit of a trial period at the moment, but super excited to push it through to the members and all the Simpro users out there. It's pretty cool, uh, pretty cool software and um, it worked out a really good way to, yeah, work out your costs and profits and won't delve into it too much, but um, some pretty amazing stuff. I've gone through a lot of heartache over the years trying to work out a good way to do it, but this way yeah. I've got going now is going to be fully automated. So through my heartache, you guys are going to gain, hopefully. So um, yeah, look forward to all that. Yeah. Yeah, man. And that's what I love about having so many trade business owners as coaches and collaborating on how do we how do we really help maximize the value for our members at the academy? 
that's what I'm really passionate about is you guys collaborating, sharing, using your expertise, your experience to build these new systems and processes that, you know, that are new, that, that are happening in your business in different areas and different uh, trades. So that's what's really exciting about what's happening at the moment in the, co in the coaching front. Um, so to segue to that, I'd love to hear about your experience, you know, coming into the mentorship program. Uh, we started at the start of the year and it was six months, uh, really intensive six month mentorship program to help you become uh, coaches and mentors for the academy. What did you really take away from that program? What was the biggest things that you, you picked up? Uh, I think more just how to connect with people. I think like it's one thing. So as I said before, being a spark is one thing, being a business owner is one thing and being a business coach is a whole other level again. Like yeah. I'm, I listen back on a few of my videos and even now I am not that articulate. I can feel myself not talking properly and you watch videos on how to coach and how to talk to people, how to associate with people and how to flow. And I, I still, it's a lot, a lot to take in a lot to learn. And it's a, a long process, but it's a challenge I'm really up for. And I like connecting and helping people. You know, I've got a lot of info to share um, in certain areas, um, been through a lot of heartache myself. So I want to try and I want to try and help people not go through that at the same time. So um, yeah, got a lot of info to give and yeah, just love helping people. Um, and the biggest thing takeaway from the coaching call was, yeah, like I said, just understanding a whole nother, um, yeah, understanding a whole nother, whole nother venture, a whole nother field, which has got really not much to do with anything I've ever learned before. You know, I'm always up for the challenge and um yeah, that's that's pretty much about it, man. So it's been it's yeah. been been a great experience, and um, yeah, week to week, I'm always learning and, and coming up with something different or or learning something new, which is great. Yeah, cool, man. And so you're almost doing the triathlon now. <laughs> you're doing the you're doing the running, the swimming, and the bike. Um, so so now uh, with those skills that you've learned, you've been able to help a lot of peak performers um, in our on-demand coaching that we have now available. We've got ten tradie business owner coaches plus especially coaches as well like sales coaches and accountants and other people to really support every trade business owner out there when you need it like that's a big part of what the academy is all about is supporting you uh in your journey to grow so you've had the opportunity to help a bunch of people now could you share some of the things that you're like your superpowers that might be a peak performer listening right now they 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 know you can just click on that link and and get support with you right away where are you going to be able to really uh, maximize their growth uh, with your skill set? Yeah, so I've got a couple. So the three main ones I've got. So I run the Simpro, myself and Brent Gale are running the Simpro. So I've, um, yeah, we're, we're delving right into Simpro now. I'm getting into the nuts and bolts of the, the heavy reporting end of it now. So trying to really understand that end of it, but helping everyone from basic level setting up to advanced users. Uh, we are doing admin delegation. Um, so I've delegated a lot of my stuff off to three admin now. Um, so I've got a lot to share in that in that space with how to manage, how to how to deal, how to yeah, delegate tasks basically pricing as well so yeah service pricing electrical service pricing basically um and yeah sort of basic level accounting and zero stuff anyone needs a hand with that too so yeah no so good what's some stories around you know some success stories that you've had uh with some of the members that have come on and, and got support from you like uh, yeah, so paint a picture for me yeah. <laughs> a lot of simpro users are like um I heap, had a heap like last week, I think had three guys just around um, automations, like not having to 
text people before they're rocking up to jobs or um so that there's i know three last week that come straight to mind um yeah was creating some notifications in around just attending jobs you know we created automation around like the day before simpro just sends an automated text out to the client saying hi um customer name um this is uh john from xyz electrics we are looking forward to attending your house on project scheduled date project scheduled time um, which automatically talks to Simpro, so you don't need to create this message. Um, please reply to this message if this time doesn't suit or you're not going to be around, blah, blah, blah. Um, we set up the reply message to be their mobile number. Um, and then also, yeah, so then people reply back rather than them having to having to send out messages themselves. Just that alone, you know, has just created, freed up a lot of time for the guys. Uh, what's another one we created? Yeah, just in around keeping on top of jobs. Like I had a guy come in the other day. He was struggling to keep on top of his uh, outstanding pending jobs and progress jobs. He he said he has his team go through and they do jobs or the job's on hold for some reason, no parts, or they need to order parts and whatever. And the guys sort of would status the job. If these Simpro users out there know what I'm talking about, they status the job as parts to be ordered, but it wouldn't yeah. talk back to the in internal system to say, the parts needed to be ordered just sat like in a in another status and it just gets lost in the abyss when you've got a lot of jobs going yeah. on you know what i'm talking about but yeah um yeah so we created another automation in around that that when the guys click that click that status in the job it fires back an email to the girls saying that they need to order parts for a job and it statuses as or um, parts need to be ordered inside the system. Um, so the girls are automatically notified inside of our, um, yeah, inside of Simpro and then inside of our messaging software, which we use as a as a central hub as well. So they, they don't miss out on any jobs and jobs aren't aren't lost. So just with those two little two little uh, improvements, you know, we've saved, uh, instantly saved a lot of heartache for a couple of guys, which has been great. And I'm getting some awesome feedback on, on, on some of them automations, so. It's pretty interesting. Um, a big part of the academy is us teaching the, the guys how to and the girls to build automation into the business. So it's programming uh, logic is to be able to get the mundane data entry tasks, those things like sending SMSs, receiving a form and getting it to your phone so you can click and call like all of these things that would normally sit in an inbox or they'll sit somewhere until you looked at it. And we all know you guys as business owners, you just get too busy to actually get there very often so you get to it at some point but often not and that's where like the importance of quote follow-ups and doing it in a really innovative different way rather than you know your standard template automation text or email it's about doing it very differently um, automation is a big part because it actually improves the uh, accuracy and, and the efficiency of that basic data entry and what that does then is enables your actual people team to do higher end tasks at a higher level. So you actually, in terms of the value that they can bring for the dollars you pay them, it's a lot more when you can actually automate a lot of these very basic um, data entry sort of tasks. So yeah, it's really cool that you're helping people out with that sort of stuff, man. Yep, sweet, loving it. Uh, the other thing is you're building out some reports like visualizations of the billable hours and profitability uh, in a visual form, rather than just looking at numbers and spreadsheets, we're actually going to be able to look at it in a visual way. Uh, can you speak a little bit on that? 
Yeah, so pretty much we're looking at developing a BI report, which is a reporting software inside of SimPro, which is a custom reporting software. Uh, we're doing a, a, a time utilization form uh, or report at the moment. So pretty much I've just um, got a couple of drafts drawn up the other day from um, from a SimPro consultant that, that I'm good mates with. He's, um, yeah, so he's pretty much created like a pie graph. And it gives a visual representation of, time on jobs and time on certain activities, whether those activities be workshop duties, travel, wholesaler, blah, blah, blah. We get a yep. breakdown at the end of the month. We can filter by technician. So we can see how many, what the technicians are spending on what activity and how long they're actually spending on jobs. So I could actually compare the data against uh, against the other guys, seeing if we're all level playing field. If there's someone lagging behind, we can pick up that, pick up that info pretty quickly. Um, and another thing we haven't really delved into is obviously uh, Greg Crow special, the billable billable hours as well. Yeah. So tracking and monitoring billable hours. So it's been a been a bit of a road trying to work out a good way to do it. Uh, but we've worked out a way. We're still at the moment looking like using the productivity report, Greg. Um, but yeah, so within that, we're using the the I think called a recovery rate. Um, within that report, we can sort of see the um, the uh, employees billable time which is uh, the hours billed on jobs and we can see the total hours they've been at jobs so basically it's a, it's a simple calculation Simpro puts it out in a table fully automated for you once again we can uh, filter by technician um, or we can just view the team as a summary um, we can get a full job breakdown as well so we can actually uh, monitor and see last week's jobs and you can sort of see per job what the recovery rates were uh, yeah. But really looking forward to, yeah, obviously that that's a great graph, but I think the uh, the overall time utilisation is going to be a bit of an eye-opener when I start to break down all the activities, I think. So looking forward to getting that one going and actually getting a realistic picture of where all the time's, time's going. So you don't really realise, I was having a look back over the schedule the other day, I didn't realise how much time the guys are actually travelling between jobs, you know. Um, like I just looked over the basic two weeks and I was counting up time blocks um and i reckon the guys on average are probably driving an hour to hour and a half per day i reckon yeah. so it was just a, an eye-opener just like evaluating so i was talking to a consultant which is like um redoing a calculator a calculation on our rates he's like oh how long do you spend driving between jobs i was like oh the boys don't drive bugger all you know because we i track billable hours but i'm picking up the billable hours inside of the job so i'm not actually realizing the actual amount of time that they're wasting driving we're picking up the time inside the pre-builds but yeah it's just a bit of an eye they're just even looking at that so i can't wait to look yeah. at the data at the end of the month yeah yeah oh and that's not even that much like you get capital cities we're stuck in traffic and there's other factors you know they they are really slammed with these like time traveling and um we need to be a little bit more innovative in the way that we think through this stuff and and potentially zoning our our tradies into different areas to maximize that travel time, you know, sorry, yeah. minimize that travel time, maximize profitability on site. So um, instead of going across city where it's like, you're going to get hit with traffic and all that. So um, yes, yeah, so interesting, man. And that billable hours piece, like we've always done it manually because there's, there's not really been a way to do it and pull that into a different uh, visualization software. But there's just there's so many margin, there's so much margin for, for error when it's manual, you know, it's yeah, people have to manually put that data in and we're just finding stuff would just put just a little sneaky half an hour extra in their billables when it wasn't real and then make them look <laughs> just a little bit better than they actually are but <laughs> um yeah it's in that yeah that that they can't fudge the product this 
the way yeah. we're building it out, they can't fudge this report basically. So, yeah. um, and there's no manual having to read through, like at the moment, reading through Google Sheets at the moment, trying to cross-reference, you know, times. And it's just been no, a big load. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah, um, especially as another, you scale. Yeah. It's just more and more work, isn't it? Oh, man. Like I think I still haven't done half of this month because I'm still through the job form now. Mm. But like I reckon it'd take me half a day, I reckon, just to – and it's just such a mundane job. Yeah. And no one else, no one else can do it because it's just like no one understands how – it works but yeah i just can't wait to get it all automated yeah yeah 100 percent. oh that's great awesome so what would you say uh you're focusing on in the next year or two what's the big focus for you focus for me so at the moment kicking an aircon company off so um starting a sister company off to the electrical business so focusing on that over the summer um pushing towards yeah pushing towards that probably three and a half mil turnover i reckon in the next yeah three to three and a half mil turnover um and then yeah trying to get staff is another big thing as well so trying to get another one or two sparkies on so basically aircon company which obviously in turn increased revenue and then trying to get another i've got a fourth year apprentice finishing up so just trying to retain and gain staff basically uh and just automation basically greg so trying to trying to not phase myself out but try to I still feel like I'm very heavily involved at the moment, just trying to trying to phase myself out more to like a sort of overarching, just over overlooking everything rather than being so heavily involved with the day-to-day stuff, you know. So that would be a goal for me over the next 12 months is get get those things in place, get some automations in place and yeah, start moving towards that automation sort of space. Awesome, which man. I think yeah is possible if I get yeah. if I have a good run with staff and stuff like that. So yeah. Yeah. I think we were talking just before the call about how we're able to identify that a lot of the tasks that a lot of op- operation management people do are actually the administration people are actually capable of that. And the difference in wages, you know, it might be 60 or 70,000 versus 150,000 for an ops manager, but you've got an ops manager spending 20 hours a week on this administration work that someone else could do, you know? So it's, it's just thinking cleverly around that and, and who, who is actually the right person to do this and who is actually more capable of doing it as well. And you often find someone who's been in administration for 15 years is going to do a hell of a lot better job at administration than an ex-tradie who's become ops manager who's never really done administration before. And so, there's a lot more admin available than trying to find an ops manager too. So I'd, like yeah. I said, it might take me eight months to find an ops manager, whereas I could have eight months under my belt training a highly skilled admin anyway. That's yeah. going to be able to do half their work for half the pay, basically. So and a highly the, capable one too. Like yeah. you could get a high level admin who's you know executive level admin, and just they just completely dominate all of that, and they take charge of all the admin, and you don't even need to touch it anymore. Yeah. And we try and go in a little bit too cheap sometimes with staff, I think, and we end up with having to put a lot of work in, which is not necessary if we just spent a little bit more. Yeah. Um, and value our own time a little bit better. I think we can uh, really, we can grow a lot faster if we can, um, you know, value people and, and spend a little bit more money on the, on the right person. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah. Just another thing, big thing with growth is identifying when to take calculated risks of hiring someone as well, you know, which is a, the academy's provided great support in that area. You know, when you're starting, when I was starting, I was like, when do I even hire someone, you know, and yeah. now I've just backed myself. I just know where my holes are and I know the kind of people I need to get into 
fill the jobs in and get the jobs done and grow. Like the next, you, you realize when you've hit your ceiling, you know, this is a common terminology that the, the coaching crew uses, you know, you've got to understand when you're at your ceiling and what you need to, to grow. You know, there is a little bit of short-term pain when you hire someone, you might not have, 100% the workload there for them, but you have to grow into them, you know, and you can't grow and you got to understand that. Yeah. Yeah. My favorite thing to do in that situation is just to go worst case scenario. Just go, I'm going to hire this person. They're going to do nothing, nothing at all. What's the, what's it going to cost me? You know, I'm going to continue to do exactly what we're doing today. All right. It's going to cost me that much. How likely is it that they're going to do nothing? Well, not likely at all. What if they're like really crap? So they're 50, 50% as good as I need them to be well, they're still going to make $10,000 a month, you know, whatever. And we can actually start to work out based off our current, you know, average tradesperson's turnover per vehicle uh, or per, you know, per tradesperson, what they're actually going to do in terms of capability. And we can work out these ratios to figure that out. And that de-risks a lot mentally, you know, like you're able to go, that's not going to happen. You're placing a bet then, but it's a, it's a highly weighted towards you because we know when you hire new tradespeople, you increase your capacity of earning and also freeze up your time. You're not getting sucked out onto the tools, which is an absolute waste of your time as a business owner. 100%. 100%. All right, man. Hey, it's been awesome hanging with you. Uh, anyone that's in Peak Performers, make sure you click the link and join in with Dave. Schedule a call whenever you need it. Uh, the Coaches Corners are there for you. Uh, we've got some electives coming up as well. We've got uh, four awesome topics and challenges and masterclasses coming up in September. Uh, if you haven't registered to that yet, make sure you jump over to uh, Mastermind at least and see the link there. Even if you're not a peak performer, you can register and we'll have a chat to you about it. Um, and if you haven't gone into Incubator yet, we'd love to have you in there. What do you say about Incubator, Dave? Uh, if you're not in it, so if you're not, yeah, got to do it. Um, can't speak highly even enough. And if you're not in it, you are missing out big time. Um, yeah, I'd love to see you guys all grow. Um, it's all, yeah, he's all capable of it. Just start getting there and give it a crack and um, it's well worth it. So, Thanks, man. Hey, it's been an honor watching you grow. I love, I'm really proud of you and I've loved seeing you just absolutely tear it apart in terms of the coaching and, and innovating different things and, and coming up with new ideas all the time. So well done to you. Thanks for having us, Greg. Awesome. No worries. Have a good one. Bye. So if you're loving the podcast, please share with your friends, anyone that's thinking about starting a tradie business or got a large tradie business. We help everyone from startup all the way up to million dollar plus months. We'd love to help you too. And lastly, it would mean a lot if you could leave a review on the player that you're listening to this on. It helps us get it out there and help more tradies in business perform better and create better lives for themselves. So let's get into this episode. Hope you enjoy it. Talk to you soon.